They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone to our show today. I have a very special guest. I am so excited to introduce to you. Today I have Becca Powers. She is an award-winning high-tech sales executive and motivational speaker. With over 20 years of experience, her career boasts Fortune 500 giants such as Dell and Cisco. From growing up with musician parents who flirted with addiction, to dropping out of college and becoming a single parent of two by the age of 28. Becca's guts and grits journey to success reach beyond business. As a motivational speaker, she empowers women to prioritize themselves for more fulfilling and joyful life. Becca, welcome to the show today, first of all. Welcome and thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you, Donna, for having me. I'm excited. You're welcome. So Becca, take us back because you were saying that you had some kind of powerful upbringing that was probably a lot of struggles that came along with that. So can you take us back where your story kind of started and, and just fill us in a little bit on what happened? Yeah, sure. So I love talking about my childhood too, because in one aspect, it was really cool. And then on the other aspect, it was just a little on the crazy side. So my parents, I always say were like full-blown hippies. They grew up in sex, drugs, rock and roll. And I got raised like that. So they were, when I was born, they were full-time musicians and from Indiana and even opened up for like John Mellencamp back. I was born in 78. So like that's (laughs) That's like, that was happening in their life back then. And so I was raised on the good side of everything. They really reinforced, be your own person. You can be anything that you want. Let creativity flow through you. And some of these elements that, you know, if you're raised in a more rigid family structure, you don't get to express. So that was really awesome. I also grew up around like bongos and live guitars and lots of singing. But on the other side of that, there was also a lot of partying and a lot of, you know, it was happy, but as a kid, I was always surrounded by a lot of people I didn't know. There was a lot of drinking. And so that's kind of confusing. I was the oldest of two siblings. So I ended up being like rebelling against my parents and going into corporate America just because of the structure and the goals, things like that. (laughs) So it's like, no, mom and dad, I'm not going to be a musician. I'm going to go to corporate. (laughs) Uh I'm going to do things a little different. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that's a little bit about the background. And because they did flirt with addiction, I had to overcome a lot of my own struggles with people pleasing and some of the side effects that happen as far as like growing up in that type of environment. So, Mm. 
Yeah. So now you also talk a little bit, I mean, it sounds like your childhood was kind of, like you said, kind of crazy, but fun. I'm sure at one point you were probably really enjoyed it, but then it kind of got to where you got older and I'm sure you realized what was happening. And that's when things kind of were changing. Yeah. So you went into the corporate field, but you also talk a little bit about how you're a single mom of two and you're 28. So you're still very young and yet you're going into this major career. How did you do that? Um, you know, sometimes in life, you don't get to think, you just have to do. <laughs> and so, so I wish that I had like a really, um, you know, well, like words of wisdom. But what I can say is that we are super resilient in nature. And that if any listeners are like, oh my gosh, that sounds like me, or maybe they're considering doing something like that. You do have the inner resiliency to carry on. And my priorities at that time were put a roof over their head and be a good mom. And somehow I managed to do it. And I did always have my career in mind. And I was able, that's ultimately why I dropped out of college too, is because I started making more money than what I was going for as a degree. And I had my kids really young. I had them at 23, 22 and 24 actually. Mm -hmm. And so I really just had to decide what is it that I'm going to do? Because I can't do it all, but what I am doing, I want to do well. And so I've buckled down into my career and I buckled down into raising the kids. Wow. Okay. So now you're in this corporate field and we know you're not doing that today. So what exactly happened? Like where'd the shift come there? Yeah. So I was sharing when, when we were like getting to know each other, I'm like, I have a really good story. <laughs> so <laughs> in uh, 2013, my kids were in middle school then. Um, but in 2013, I had been working as a first line manager at Dell. I was a regional sales manager. And when I'm in a leadership mindset, which is pretty much always these days, but you know, rewinding to back then, I have a very strong belief of putting people before profits. That's like my leadership mantra, people before profits. And it's really important to have that mantra in corporate America too, or even as an entrepreneur with a small team, you know, it's, it's a good thing to stand behind. So fast forward, I got recruited by a company with a very similar mantra for their, like their company mission and company mantra. And it was a pay cut for me which was really scary because the kids were in middle school. I'm like, whoa, I don't know if I could do this. But that inner like spirit in me was like, man, this is the company's mantra. And I got to sit on an executive council. I would never have the opportunity to do that at Dell just simply because of the size. Mm -hmm. And so at a smaller company, I would be able to participate in more things. Mm -hmm. So long story short, I decided that I was going to pursue this. What I know now that I didn't know then is that especially in women who are service-based or impact-based, like we want to make a difference in the world. um, We want to make a positive impact. We want to help change. We're very much coming from a good place. It's very easy for us to put everything in front of ourselves. Mm, So true. And that is kind of where I ended up getting 
things messed up, to be honest. I spent after three years of, of putting the mantra first, people before profits, putting my team first, putting the company first, putting my kids first. I mean, I was way at the bottom of the list mm -hmm. and I was working 12 hours a day. I was on committees. I was on projects. I was, you know, doing mom things with the school and sports and you were a busy mom. Yeah, like, I was just like full, full plate. I always say it was like a Thanksgiving plate. Um, but this is a really common reality for a lot of people these days. They're trying to juggle multiple things. And again, I'm going to do a fast forward. So now it's 2016. I've been doing this for three years. And this is not one of my finer moments in life, Donna. I'm just going to tell you. This <laughs> 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 is like, oopsies. But I had a long day at work. I come home one day and it was a bad day. So I'm cranky. I'm exhausted. Um, you know, when you're on the edge of being like that for three years, you know, use a word that's very popular right now, but I was on the edge of burnout. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really even have capacity for joy at that place at spot in my life. It was like high anxiety, high stress. And I came home from work. The kids run up to me, like super happy. Hey mom, like, let me tell you about our day at school type of thing. And I look at them and I say, can I put my effing purse down? And I saw them just look at me shocked mm. and their little eyes went sad and they rolled forward and I can still feel their pain today. And that was several oh. years ago, you know, and I just, it was one of those moments in time. I think as moms, we probably all snapped at some point, but right. It was one. Moment. Yeah, there's never there's not a, perf a perfection in mothering no. by any means. <laughs> if they say they are, they're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I like to share that story because it's very real, and also it was one of those moments in time. We have a few moments where, like, things stop for a second, and I was able to see everything like in slow motion, mm. and it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, "Is this the mother?" that I want to be? Is this the person that I want to be where I'm just snapping at my kids? And not only that, not, the snapping bothered me, but what bothered me more is I wasn't, I didn't have the capacity to be present. Mm. And I get the goosebumps as I tell you that, but I didn't have the capacity to be present. And I was like, I don't care how important my missions are. It's not worth missing out on my life. Yeah. And so then that night when I got the kids to bed and I went to go wash off my makeup and just get ready for bed, I actually collapsed to the bathroom floor. Like mm. I had no energy. I was depleted, drained, like all of those things. And when I fell to the bathroom floor, it was probably the most powerless moment in my entire life because I didn't even have the strength to stand up. And so there I was crying. I was like, I'm missing out on presence. If I'm being completely transparent, by that point I had for being in the state for so long, I'd formed two anxiety disorders, adult ADHD. My relationships were on the rocks because I was overworking. I'd gained like 20 or 30 pounds. Like the signs were showing and right. I just wasn't stopping. And another really great quality of women too is we're super resilient and able to power through. And so I just did. I reset myself every day. I was like, I got this. I'm a badass, you know? And, <laughs> but then I badassed myself to the bathroom floor. So that didn't work. But in my most powerless moment, and then I'm just opening it up, I remembered, I, I, like, I called out to the universe, like, hey, dear God, universe, I need some help because apparently I've got this all wrong. And it was in that moment that I heard something back in 2013 that a former VP of sales told me, which was that I, I was the CEO of my own life. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so that offered like oxygen and empowerment. I was like, well, if I'm the CEO of my life, then I, I have a lot more power in this than I think I do. And I can rise off this bathroom floor. And I did. And, yeah. you know, the rise is what happened after that day. But that's my story. That's really where I come from when I do, you know, motivational speaking or keynoting or anything like that. That's the story I like to share because I think it's so relatable to what people go through every day. Exactly. And, and I'm sure that was, that's why you have such a passion to share that joy and that, you know, helping women to enjoy their life that they're living because you know what it feels like to not enjoy it. You know what it feels like to not be present. Mm -hmm. So, so what did you do at that point? So you said you rised up and you got the strength that you needed because you are the CEO of your life and you know that. So what pushed you to do what you're doing today? So you know, it was a series of steps. My whole transition took two years, but I can say the very first thing I did was just admit that I had it all wrong to like a very good friend. I called my work best friend the next morning on the way to work. And I was like, Hey, I hit the bathroom floor last night, but I feel really good today. I don't know what's going on, but let me just tell you about yesterday. And I told her how I yelled at the kids and that I wasn't present and all the things that I just told you. And she says, you know what? She's like, I think you really need to consider where you're working because it's not a vibrational match to who you want to be and and what you want to do. That's what it sounds like. That's exactly what I was thinking because it sounded like your other career, you were empowered, you did well. I mean, at least, you know, for the first part of raising your kids, it worked out really well, but it sounds like this new position that you took, which actually was less money might have been a little more stress than you planned on, I'm guessing. Yes, it right? sure was. Yeah, yeah, it sure was. Yeah. So sometimes we make those shifts thinking, okay, like you said, it was in line with your values. And so you were like, this is perfect. This is what I want. But sometimes it's not always quite what it's cracked up to be, right? So as you now are in this position to where you're realizing you're talking to your girlfriend, Are you thinking at that point, oh, I need to do something different? Yeah, what she says to me, because I had left technology industry to go into a different industry, and she was one of my tech friends, and she's like, you just need to come back to tech. Like, you're so good at it. That's your natural zone, like my zone of genius, and she's like, let me make a couple phone calls. And I know her, I couldn't tell her no. Oh anyway. my gosh. So, how cool. What a great yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm like, I know how she is. So I was like, okay, you do what you need to do, but I need to go into work and just like, try to like put some boundaries in place, which we can go into next. But I was like, I'm going to go do me and you can make the phone calls. Well, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Within 24 hours, she called me with a job lead, which ended up 90 days later being the job that I left. Wow. What a wonderful friend. Yes. She's amazing. (laughs) You know, and, but I think there's an element to, um, you know, if we go back to earlier in the conversation, when we were talking about powering through and inner resiliency Mm -hmm. in those strengths is sometimes our weakness. And what I mean is when we're powering through and being resilient to the point that we're not pausing to reevaluate, we're also not admitting that things aren't working. Mm. And so I think one of, if I was to say like the lesson in that phone call for me 
was really just finally admitting that I didn't have the answers that whatever I was doing, I got wrong, you know, and that I needed help, whether that was just help of the emotional support of the phone call or actually like help finding another job. Like, I didn't know what that looked like, but I was finally within myself willing to be like, yo, like I, I myself within me don't have the answers anymore. Yeah. It's in our vulnerability that we can actually just let You know, I think that so many of us, so many of us, especially women, we think we have to be strong. You know, we're the one that's keeping the family together. We're the one that's doing all this and we got to be strong. And when you can open up and you can share from your heart and say, look, I don't have it together. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just trying to figure out life. In those moments is when, and and you even reached out to God, universe, whatever it is that you believe in, um, you reached out and you said, hey, I don't got it together. And then you had a thought. And, you know, I love that, that you shared that because I think it's in those moments that we go through our trials that are really hard things that we learn who we really are and we learn lessons that we need to learn. And I think that's what you were kind of saying is that, yeah, you were able to pick yourself back up and say, okay, I can move forward. So now you're in a job, but that's not what you're doing today. So how did you go from there to where you are today? It's been a process too, (laughs) but I want to say for anyone that's listening, who is like, okay, I feel connected to the story or I feel like I can hold on to my rise, but I don't even know what to do next. For me, my transition um, and healing too, because I, I did end up with autoimmune disease, anxiety disorders and everything. So there was a lot of healing and softness because I, I am a, like an A personality and I'm a go-getter and trailblazer and all those things. And so there was an element oh where I had to slow down and that was a really different pace and and story for me. But there was a lot of gifts that happened in the slowdown that led me to where I am today. And that looked like from a practical standpoint, I had to start putting boundaries in place. And I think the, I always call, I call it my one big boundary. One of the things that I learned is like, the more I said yes to everything else, the more I said no to myself and I was losing my time in my space. And that's what caused me to have a breakdown is that I had no time and space for me as a soul. And for me as a human, like I had time for my job and time for the kids, but obviously I wasn't present. So like I said, yes to way too many things. So I, I think intuitively knew that to preserve this newfound aha moment that I had, that I'm the CEO of my life and that I want to be present. I had to start saying no to things. And I had to exercise that within like the first three or four days I got asked to do an additional committee or project at work. And I said, no, for the first time. And that probably felt good to say no, to say no. It felt so empowering. Uh And it was so scary too. Cause I'm like, what are they going to say? They're going to think I'm disengaged. They're going to think that I, you know, maybe I want to quit or something. Like I had all these stories in my head, Mm -hmm. but the one thing that I did know about myself and what I found is as I've coached women and, and connected with other women through speaking engagements and stuff like that is that we are always very keen on our surroundings and also who's around us and what they're capable of. And so I 
accidentally found a positive side to setting boundaries that I love to talk about. And that is when I started saying no, it wasn't a hard no. It was more, instead of me passing on the opportunity, I passed it to someone else. Mm. And it elevated me as a mentor. Yes. And I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> that is really a good thought. I love that you, it wasn't like just saying no. It's like, hey, maybe this person might be a better fit. Yeah. Which at the time probably was because you weren't taking on anymore. You didn't need anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly. I and I get the goosebumps that. as you say it back because yeah. <laughs> it was it was another one of those big, like it was just one of those moments in time where I feel like the first year was just like aha after aha after aha. I was like, wow, I always thought that saying no made me like not engaged or less important or I had all these stories that I couldn't say no. And I always tell my family, I'm like, when, I've always been um, someone who says opportunity gets in front of you, especially with entrepreneur spirit and opportunity comes in front of you, you say yes. Mm-hmm. And so I've always had that mindset. And it's not that I don't have that anymore. It just has to be the right yes. Right, right, exactly. And so then you, I know that you went to this other job, but when did you start deciding that, hey, I learned so much through this experience that I know I can empower other women to have this same thing. Mm-hmm. So It was about two years ago. I mean, I've always been coaching and doing stuff on the uh-huh. side since probably uh-huh. 2009. I'm, I'm a serial side hustler. <laughs> so I always have something going on, but mainly it's always been in the same realm of speaking and coaching or writing. And that's always been my wheelhouse. I've done more career coaching than anything else, but I'm also a certified yoga teacher. I'm a certified Kundalini teacher. I have I'm a certified life coach with, um, in, in shadow belief specifically is my specialty. And so I've geeked out on lots of certifications, but it was really, so my point is I've dabbled for quite some time, but it was in 2020 at the start of the pandemic, I had an opportunity to join a writer's group to write a book in 30 days. And I was three years into the healing process. So I had all that reflection on everything that I've been through. And it was a wonderful experience to write the book, Harness Your Inner CEO is what I ended up naming it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, a, it's the whole story, but in more detail. And, but it was from there that I was like, when I realized when people started reading it, how much it helped them. And then when I started sharing these stories much more, whether it's podcasting or keynoting or corporate workshop, I realized that people are really resonating with the real story. Right. Like, I mean, my story is moving, but it's, just, it's a real everyday working woman's it is. story, it is. you know? Especially and yeah, exactly. So um, yeah. And then business has just been growing since. So I'm just, I'm letting it unfold and be, I mean, I, it, it's fun and adventurous and I'm helping people and getting to share my story, which you said in the vulnerability, I think other people are able to touch theirs and that's where I'm at today. So, you know, there is something about sharing that vulnerability that touches people. And, you know, for years I didn't do that. And I finally started sharing some of the, the vulnerable things that I've been through. And it's amazing. 
it's amazing how connection happens just from being able to share your struggles because people want to know that you're real. They want to know that, Hey, you've had struggles too. So I love what you're doing. I love that you are empowering these women and helping them have a joyful life. So how, if somebody was wanting to find out more about you, where would they go to find out more? So the website is beccapowers.com. That'll lead you into like, if you ever want to bring me into a keynote to your organization, there's an organization side. If you're interested in just tools to help yourself empower, there's a high achiever side of the website and the books on there too. Awesome. Very cool. Well, Becca, it has been such a joy. I do. I didn't give you warning for this, but I do usually ask what is one thing that you do or that you did during that time that really shifted you in that positive direction? And you probably already shared it, but I just want to hear it from you. So if somebody's going through this, what would you suggest to them that you did that really empowered you to move forward? Yeah, I I think succinctly, because we probably echoed it as a theme, but it was giving myself permission to prioritize my well-being Mm -hmm. before I prioritize work, before I prioritize the family. Because once I did that, I had the presence. And, you know, then even in my career, this is the cool stuff. I started making more money than I ever had before. And I had more time and space for myself. So for the listeners, what I would say is, it sounds like it's not going to work. But I promise you, if you give yourself permission to prioritize your well-being before you prioritize the other things in your life, your life's going to be amazing. I totally agree with you. I think so as well. So Becca, you also have a freebie for our guests today. So do you want to share with us what that is? Yes. So if you go to, um, gosh, I'm like, which one do I want to give today? I want to give the, I'm like, I had podcast reviews on there, but I really have, um, if you go to beccapowers.com forward slash empowerment, there are, I think it's just so in alignment with this conversation. It's forward slash empowerment. There is a seven day email empowerment challenge that will bring you through some of these very steps that we talked about today, one day at a time. And it's a lot of fun too. Perfect. So thank you so much for sharing that with my guests today. I always like to offer them something if I can from those that are speaking with me. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being on and being vulnerable and sharing your story as well. I know it can help so many women. Yeah. Thank you, Donna, for having me. It was a great conversation. All right. Thank you again. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.